vulnerable. It gives us skills and strategies to feel uncertain. So many people in the world of psychology are now using mindfulness, and mindfulness is an umbrella term which is um, fits in with cognitive behavioural therapy, acceptance commitment therapy, and many other various therapies. But it does stem back through the thousands of years back to um, yoga traditions. And essentially, if you look at that posture of me upside down with my legs folded, that took 15 years for me to learn how to do. So this is a very incremental step-by-step -step process of practice. And essentially, it's not about the pose. Yoga teaches you how to be uncomfortable, which sounds ridiculous. But if you can be uncomfortable, it does give you skills to move forwards in situations in life that are uncomfortable. So basically, to, to get through that process, I had to learn to build up strength and confidence in my body. I had to learn to trust myself to be upside down. I had to learn to trust myself to fold my legs. And there's all this vulnerability along the way. Now, the same applies for any type of performance anxiety. And so, you know, surfing, um, using instruments, whatever. The process of going through the feelings and getting yourself there takes daily commitment and practice. So basically, Mindfulness is generating openness and curiosity. So you're able to view your inner world, your sensations, with purposeful focus. And that's really key. So you're very purposeful about where you're putting your focus. And that is done in a mindset of kindness and without judgment. So this is really relevant for our clients who have vertigo or tinnitus because they are living in a world, in their inner world, and they don't like it. And they can't walk away. They, they can't run away from it. They can't medicate it. And there's, you know, they haven't been given a, a surgical treatment or a quick fix yet. So they're walking around in a headspace, in an inner world where they're feeling uncomfortable. So mindfulness offers them strategies to soothe that and to learn to navigate in their own way and in their own time. So why get mindful? Well, the research, there's plenty <coughs> of research on mindfulness. And a lot of the talk from a science perspective is it helps us to engage our parasympathetic nervous system, which means we're able to cut some of the chronic stress and we're able to get into a position of self-soothing and self-supporting. So when I'm in clinic with clients and they're going through whatever their rehabilitation process is, I'll often say, would you like to learn strategies to um, feel better when you've got those anxious symptoms. You know, they might have the nausea or they're sick with worry or their headaches getting worse. Would you like some strategies you can use at those times in your life to help yourself become, feel soothed, feel supported, feel reassured? And in the context of vestibular rehabilitation exercises where sometimes we're stimulating the dizziness and we're making them go through these vulnerable sensations, to be grounded and soothed before you do that is really helpful for that parasympathetic nervous system. Because if we want to compensate, adapt and substitute, we need the brain to be ready for that so it can consolidate and take the learning on. So feeling grounded, reassured and informed are things that are very important to these clients. They often do have information overload, which is totally understandable. Their brain is processing new sensory inputs. And by the way, I've really enjoyed all the electrophysiology talks and all the science because, you know, this is what it's like when you're in a, a person who's experiencing half of these things you're researching. It's confusing. The brain's getting all sorts of um, broken information at times. So mindfulness is great for anyone who wants a structured resilience recovery plan. 
So these are people who are feeling loose, they're flighty, there's a lot of uncertainty, and they want structure, they want something to hold them, to, to hold on to, to help them get through the day. I think it's also really useful for clients who might be on long waiting lists, so they could have a few months there where they're just waiting for an MRI scan or waiting, and, and that element of unknown can be very difficult for them. So having some tools to breathe through that, to relax and to focus where their meaning is and where their values are can help them um, complement the medical model. So there's no reason why mindfulness cannot be used in combination with any type of um, medication or medical treatments. So daily practice, and this is where it's super compatible with vestibular rehabilitation, is it's all about getting the brain to have an enriched environment. So we want our clients to not feel that they have to pull away and have the rigid feelings of I can't and I should be better and dropping out, but rather we want them to show up. We want them to believe in themselves and we want them to be able to actually be surrounded by new environments so their brain can capture sensory and novel inputs. And we don't know how long it's going to take them to get to wherever they're going to get to because we can't predict that either. But we do know that it takes an element of openness and it takes the ability to soothe yourself or support yourself through those vulnerable moments, which really there's thousands of them that add up over a rehabilitation period. Now the other thing about mindfulness that I think is quite different is it actually says, you know what, you're allowed to be frustrated. This is a frustrating process. Your world has been totally distorted. You can't see the same. You feel different. Your heart's pounding. You know, some of them do have irritable bowels and, you know, they've got a lot of the um, classic anxiety signals. So it's really normalising and validating that emotional process. So the doctor told me not to worry about it, which is a really valid thing to say, especially if it's 3PD. So the mindfulness gives clients to know the how. How do you not worry about it? What do you do with those doubts running through your head? So this actually gives the doubts a job. So mindfulness means you can purposefully stop and notice the doubts, like a karaoke screen. There's written, um, written exercises we can use. There's proprioceptive exercises. So it's actually teaching the how. So there is an inherent amount of uncertainty. We don't know how our clients are going to respond emotionally. We don't know the support levels. We don't know everything about all types of vertigo. So there's a huge amount of unknown. And any of us in this room if we were to get vertigo tomorrow, any of us could lose sleep worrying, we could tighten our posture and protect ourselves, not want to move ahead, and we could pull away from hobbies, work and social situations. So there's an element of hopelessness that is very understandable in the client's experience. So being able to normalise that for them, sometimes it's just reassuring in itself because they can feel like they're crazy and no one understands what they're going through. So with the process of rehab, which has been covered really well today, there is all forms of adaptation, substitution, compensation. We know it involves exposure and repetition. And getting our patients to show up and want to do that exercise, all those exercises, is often, I think, part of the challenge. And where mind mindfulness is really good is it helps you to draw back into your value system. So if you know the ocean is really important to you and you want to be surfing, well then it makes good sense to practice little baby steps to get yourself confident enough to do that. For other people it might be, I had a, an 86 year old Spanish woman, she wanted to be able to kiss people on each cheek, but she felt too unstable to do that, so that was her goal. And once she got there, you know, she felt a million dollars. 
So we all have different goals and it's important they're meaningful because if they're not meaningful to, to us, if it doesn't complement our value system, we're simply not going to feel motivated to do them. The other interesting thing is, is if we really want to do something, the brain and the body seem to find a way. So it's like incorporating the sense of what sort of person do I want to be and putting that value stuff into the uh, rehabilitation process. So it's small steps, it's daily efforts. And I use online resources because reality is, is coming in for a one hour session, you can forget a lot of information. And so practicing little exercises, we use iPhones and things and record them. So some people might use breath work, other people might use gratitude work or self-kindness, self-compassion. And I really like the idea of being able to give uh, psychoeducation, neuroeducation neuro and support skills to people who live on the other side of the country. So using technology to help engage the process and the feelings, the emotional part. So this is, I feel really useful because it complements any type of diagnostic investigations or treatment process. Um, and it can all be done at home with clarity, repetition and with reminders thanks to things like email. So mindfulness is really useful because it can help our patients feel self-support in difficult moments so they can stop and when they might be thinking, oh no, I can't, I've got to pull away, I can't do this, then they go into catastrophization mode, which means often it's the what if world. You know, what if I fall over, what if I embarrass myself? They can pause, they can stop, they can go into whatever strategy works for them and they can regroup, think clearly, focus on what's meaningful to them and make a choice that helps them be the person they want to be. And if that means not doing the activity because it makes them feel better, that's actually a good decision. So there's no judgement in how they choose things, but they have strategies to do it in a way that's meaningful to them. So clients can use self-compassion so they feel less stuck, which means, yes, I'm allowed to feel angry, all of that stuff. So they're validating the emotional process, not getting rigidly stuck in it. And using mindfulness, clients can have more confidence, they can feel more grounded and assured, meaning that there can be less rigid thinking or avoidance behaviours, which from a rehabilitation perspective is huge because they're exposing themselves to a more rich sensory environment on a daily basis. And lastly, I think it helps clients feel in control of their choices for that rich and meaningful life. So they can pause, they can stop and they can choose. So my mind can retrain how it responds to business. That's a really nice outcome and our patients begin to learn that. So thank you very much. broken down into six modules and that's got videos and audios and goes through the process um, of what it would be to experience a vestibular change. Um, so it doesn't matter what condition they have because it's more about going through the process of feeling and rehabilitating and supporting yourself. So they go through good days, medium days and bad days and they develop support plans. And it's not generic so they create their own program based on what they need. Um, and I have information if you want, but it's on my website, which is seekingbalance.com.au.
Thank you. Well, uh, with the end of that session, thanks, Chairman. Um, I think you'll agree that we've had a very diverse group of people presenting today.